Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Game Talk. I'm your host, Ahmed Mion, and this week I'm joined by president of the WVU Game Developers Club, Jordan Hallow. Hello. And vice president of the WVU Game Developers Club, Destiny Dunn. Hi. Uh, game Talk is your weekly dose of relevant and hot game topics. This week, we're going to start the discussion off by talking about the Nintendo Switch. Now, just kind of a preamble, the Nintendo Switch came out March 3rd. Uh, it's been out for a little over a couple weeks now. Um, really great sales. Zelda, obviously, is the big title. Uh, just wanted to get your guys' opinions on it. I know, Jordan, you have a Switch. Yeah. Destiny, you probably are going to get a Switch at some point. Eventually. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Jordan, how are you liking your Switch? I, I wish I had more time to play it, honestly. Um, but so far, I think it's really good. Um, a lot of the stuff I've been reading about sales is looking really promising. They just announced what they're going to do, double their production right, for the next yeah. year. And I don't know how reliable this is, but I read yesterday that GameStop came out and said that from their data, it's looking like it could eclipse the Wii. That's really far-fetched. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I trust that, but the message is just generally that it's doing really well. Yeah. I know I've been waiting a little bit while, or waiting, waiting a little bit longer for the Switch, just waiting for a couple more titles and things to come out for it. Right. The launch lineup is, I mean, without Zelda, the launch lineup would absolutely suck. But no, I, I, I would have I, to disagree. Okay, what are you what are, what are you playing? Snipper clips, snipper um, clips, fast RMX. How many hours were you going to put into snipper clips, though? Uh, a ton. <laughs> I might replay the same levels. Just introducing the concept of the switch to different people, I think, is one of the main things that, um, you know, brings me to that title. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe I came on a bit strong there. I do. I have enjoyed one two switch, and like with various friend groups and stuff, they've all found it really fun. Mm -hmm. A lot of my friends don't aren't too into video games, so when I so showed them one two switch, they thought it was a really cool, um, you know, just a fun kind of activity. You know, it's not really a, even a video game in the traditional sense; it's just a collection of little games. So, yeah, in that sense, it's not the worst. It's no 3DS launch lineup, but mm -hmm. it's. I mean, it's no. I th I think I just love the social aspect of it because, like, the past two weeks, I've just been bringing my Switch to my uh, social entrepreneurship class, and we always start class late now because we're all just right. laughing at each other playing snipper clips. I mean, great. that's that's another great thing. I mean, that Nintendo kind of just capitalized on the fact that it's a console and a handheld, and it's seamless between the two. You know, when they first announced it, I was just like, okay, yeah, that's a great idea, but how is Nintendo actually going to like deliver on it? And they completely delivered on it. Like, mm -hmm. It's a very sleek product. Yeah. I know there's been, um, one of the things that I'm really excited for with the Switch, there's been rumor, rumors of them porting GameCube games to it. Right, yeah. And it's immediately sold for Mario Sunshine. Mario Sunshine, could you imagine if they redid Super Smash Bros. Melee, like HD reskinned it and put it on the Switch? So many rabid fanboys would <laughs> buy the Switch, you know. I think I think a lot of people has already bought the Switch, hoping. Right. No, I mean I, I I mean it's a rumor, but I think it's true. I think that we're going to see a GameCube Virtual Console, and I think there's just so much more to their online right now. Right now, there's hardly anything on it right now, and they're just trying to get all the kinks out. I think before they um, unveil. Right. It. I mean, it doesn't even have something. an internet browser right now. Wow. Well, it does. I mean, okay, it technically does, but most people can't access it. Have you seen those hacker videos? And right. Uh, no Netflix app, which is, I mean... It's, you it's a games console. You shrug, but a lot of people watch Netflix through their games consoles. 
It's 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 a selling. I'd point. agree with that. Half my PlayStation friends list is on Netflix. Exactly. Or YouTube. Yeah. Um, so like, the Switch came out. It's doing great, right? Uh, let's kind of broaden the conversation to Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo is an interesting beast in the gaming industry. Their main consoles' uh, lifetime sales have decreased. Um, console after console, with the Wii being the one anomaly, selling, you know, more than any other video game console, except maybe the PS2. Maybe I have to check the numbers on PS2 that. PS2 is still the top, yeah. yeah. Um, I think this is going to buck the trend, though. I can't see the Switch performing worse than the Wii U. Can you? It, it depends how many of these PlayStation and Xbox gamers buy one, I think, as well. Because after, after, like, these first few months, Nintendo always does really well selling to their own fans. It'll be interesting to see how many casual players and... How much of the Wii audience actually upgrades to a Switch? That's a great point, and I also want to bring up the point of the lapsed Nintendo fan, because I feel like a lot of people who are Nintendo fans and fans of nothing else have felt kind of, you know, I don't want to say like gypped, but just not enthused by the Wii U, and I think yeah. the Switch is going <laughs> to bring back a lot of those people. I um, know. I can't tell you yeah. the amount of com. Sorry to interrupt, Destiny, uh, but I was, I, I was just going to say I can't tell you the amount of comments I've read online saying that. Uh, Breath of the Wild is some people's first Zelda game after Ocarina of Time. And, like, a lot of people who haven't even, you know, kept up with the latest gaming consoles got a Switch just for Breath of the Wild. And just, like, little comments like that. I think, I don't know, I guess what I'm saying is the Switch is bringing in a lot of people that previous Nintendo consoles didn't have the power to bring in. You could also look at the fact of how popular Pokemon Go was, and that introduced Pokemon to the community. So there's a chance if they bring Pokemon back and put it on the Switch, there's a chance that it will go to, um, that will even increase people's interest in the Switch. Right. Yeah, Pokemon on the Switch, I mean, if you want to talk about an instant, you know, tens of millions of units, I mean, that's the way to do it. Did you, did, you, did you see the news report yesterday? They're hiring developers for a RPG Game Freak is. Oh, Switch. really? I didn't and see that. They haven't, you know, That's they didn't really explicitly exciting. say it, but I mean, how many other RPGs is Game Freak working on? Right. I know there's they're finally been, going like, to hints. bite. Yeah, they're finally going to bite the bullet <clears throat> and do it. Well, there's two job postings right now. That's really exciting. So, um, Zelda, right? So besides Zelda. Have you have you been you said you mentioned Zelda and Snipperclips? Have you been playing? Fast any RMX is great as well. I've heard good things about it. Yeah. And I'm also one of those people that uh, got a Japanese account and downloaded some of the free Japanese demos. So oh, I did okay. Tetris and Dragon Quest, I believe. Ooh, yeah. I, I was never really into Dragon Quest, but uh, Tetris is actually really hard in Japanese. You, you, you wouldn't think <laughs> is it that not, is it not the same game? Uh, it's it's a, it's competition based. So like the uh, the other players like taunting me in Japanese, and I'm not sure exactly what's going on because I keep losing. I've won one game of Tetris out of fifty, which is kind of sad. Oh my gosh! I feel like the people who are playing Tetris on the Switch really play Tetris, though. You know, <laughs> they don't fool around. Yeah. At that point, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> I know I'm really excited for some of the indie games coming out as well. Yeah, I heard um, their indie showcase was pretty strong. I mean, they're putting, like, really popular, fun games like Duck Game on the Switch. And just the ability of the Joy-Cons to just snap off the console. And, like, it's an instant two-player experience, like, with one console, you know, which is kind of a neat feature, like, just getting a Switch out of the box. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, yeah, it's just fun to like have it in public and snap the controllers off when you're in, you know, handheld mode. Right. And the, yeah, those people have never seen it before, just seeing the look yeah, on their I face. Yeah, I mean, just the general impressions I get, everyone's sort of impressed, and it's like, ooh, what is that? That's really cool. And like, oh, it has a touchscreen? That's, that's awesome, you know? It's just, it's a neat device, for sure. I know, I don't have the Switch, but you guys have played with the Switch. Have you felt the sensations of HD rumble? Yes. I actually have. <laughs> like, okay, so... Funny thing, when I saw Nintendo's press conference, I was like, what, this is a load of crap, you know, like, HD rumble, come on. I mean, it's just rumble. But it's actually real. Like, when when you play 1-2 Switch, uh, like, one of the games has you, like, rolling around a container that has, you know, like, several little metal balls in it, right? And the game is to guess how many metal balls are in the container. And if you, like, tilt it just right, you can feel each individual, you know, ball rolling around in the container. And it's just... It's crazy that they could emulate something like that through Rumble. I was very impressed by it. I've heard some people think it's not very accurate. Do you think it's accurate to the number? I think it's pretty accurate. I mean, I got like I can accurately predict what's rolling around in there. Okay. And I don't know. It's just um, it does a good job of emulating real life um, balls. Like <laughs> emulating <laughs> real life balls. I was gonna say uh, emulating like feeling in real life, the sensation of touch. But, yeah. yeah, it emulates the balls pretty well. I wish they'd have, like, an actual tech demo that shipped with it that you could do, like, the ice cube thing they showed at the end of the reveal trailer. You know what? One 2 Switch should have been a pack-in game. I, I agree with that. Like, I'm slightly ashamed that I spent, like, $40, $50 on that. How much did you spend on it? I think 50? 40 or 50 I think it was It's, either, it's MSRP it 50, 50 but it, yeah. it was 40 on Amazon the first yeah. two weeks viewed Prime. Well, I got mine from Toys R Us. I can't remember the exact mm. price, but... I know the scary thing is it's a Nintendo game, so it probably won't drop that much in price for a while. Right, yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, I think if they're smart in in the fall, maybe around Black Friday, they'll offer like a Wii, or what am I saying? I was going to say <laughs> Wii U, a Switch bundle with uh, 1-2 Switch packed in. But oh, They'll you probably know. pack in Mario Kart and Mario Odyssey is probably what they'd Mario Kart would do. be the, yeah, smart thing to do. Mario Kart, I think, moves more... Um, sells more than any other Nintendo franchise. Really? I, I kind of want to... Yeah, I think that's true. I was going to um, say Pokemon. Well, I know Mario's more well, top-selling. Actually, well, Nintendo... So, Pokemon's Game Freak, right? So... Yeah. Um, but, like, strictly Nintendo first party, I think Mario Kart does it. I'm not sure about that. I know Mario. You can, you can check there. me after the show. <laughs> Back check later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can't really do it right now. You could throw in a post edit. <laughs> um, the, Spl- the Splatoon demo is this weekend. Are you interested in that? Yeah, I- I've never played Splatoon. I actually, haven't either, so but I'm suddenly I've heard a lot of good that's things. That's another thing too. Like I'm suddenly way more interested in video games. I know that's kind of a broad yeah. statement because of the Switch. Just the it it lifts like a weird layer of stress off thinking that like oh I have to actually sit down in front of my TV and dedicate time to something, right. whereas you can just pick it up and bring it with you wherever you want to go. It it's just feels more like it feels more like pulling out your cell phone and doing something quickly on that and then putting it away, yeah. which I think makes gaming easier. Me personally, I've never been able to get into handhelds as much because I feel like they're not as uh, immersive experience as consoles have traditionally been. And with the Switch, I think that just completely flips that opinion around. I mean, absolutely. It's it's a console and a handheld. With, I mean, yeah, you get slightly higher resolution or whatever when you dock Zelda, but right. it's. I wouldn't say like 95% the exact same experience, which I I have to give it to Nintendo. That's really impressive that they were able to do that. I know 
speaking of more rumors, but I know there's been some rumors that Nintendo might try to make it into a VR machine as well. Yeah, Matt Patton game yeah, theory. Yeah, I mean, I think they, I think I read that they were looking into that during development, and I think someone issued a statement that um, VR is not yet a viable market. Like, mm. it doesn't have enough of the market share for Nintendo to seriously consider it. Which, I mean, they're right, but I also think they're making a mistake because I do think that VR is going to really permeate the market in a big way. And I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but you see more and more developers working on VR. You see a greater shift of, like, the ma- like the mainstream gaming, you know, consciousness to VR. So I think, I think that's the direction we're headed in, and it, I think yeah. it'd be wise to... N- invest in that if they invested in it and made it a machine for everything you know it's a handheld it's a console and a vr portable machine like i i feel like they could kill the market for it all right this this morning i read about um there's this rumor that they're going to put a 4k um adapter on the dock that's not i'd have to say um as far as the vr rumor Yes, it's in the patent, but Nintendo doesn't <laughs> always use everything in the patent. So no, look at the, no look at the one, Wii Vitality yeah. sensor. I mean, Did you remember no, that? Yeah, right. No, like Where it patents, tracks your heartbeat. Patents, that just died. Patents are filed all the time. Sure. They're oh, yeah. by no means binding, you know. Uh, maybe we just know they've right thought word. about it, and that's a good sign. That's, they're headed in the right direction right. with that, potentially. And um, I think that's kind of a good segue into our second topic, which is VR, virtual reality. Um I think I'm the only one with a VR set headset. Oh, Google cardboard. Does Google cardboard count? I okay, have. I have like ten of those. <laughs> well, With I was gear, thinking P- P- PSVR, Vive, and Oculus is what I came to mind. Is real VR, you know? Real oh, VR. real VR. <laughs> Pretentious VR. <laughs> yeah. No, but that. I mean, it's it's one of those things that you really have to see to believe. I, I tell people that, and they're just like, what are you talking about? And you just put it on, you put a screen on your head, and that's that. I'm like, no, you have to try it out. It's a completely immersive, next-level experience um, that changes fundamentally changes how you interact with a video game, which I think is extremely important and a, and a, and a great step for the industry as a whole. Um, sad thing is it doesn't seem like it's really taken off yet. I do hope developers keep pushing it, maybe eating some of the cost on it, because I think that if you introduce it into the mainstream consciousness, it can do nothing but bring uh, the gaming industry up and bring up other industries as well, you know, like virtual tourism. Um, It has such potential for applications outside of gaming as well, and I think that's really interesting. I'm very skeptical at this point. I mean, I can definitely see why you'd say that because it hasn't resonated yet with the market. Yeah, if you know, it could be the best thing since sliced bread. But if it doesn't sell, if exactly, there's not a yeah. huge, you know, no, look I, at three D TVs. Look how long they were pushing that, and they kind of just where are they Fizzled this out, year? Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts, Dustin? I was just I was just thinking about like the experience, like when you first put on a VR headset, and others see see you doing something in right. VR, it's always just so awesome. You know, you get to a point where it's an it's an experience even though you're, like, with one person. Or you might be with a group of people, but, you know, one person has their own... They're seeing one thing, and then you get exactly, to watch them, yeah. like, struggle, do something like this. Um, it's interactive, and just everyone's like, oh, I want to try it next. And 
I've shown it to friends before who, who who are like completely into the game, and then they just randomly like turn around and say, "Are you guys still here?" Because they just <laughs> don't know, you know. Like you're completely immersed in your own experience, which is cool. Also, kind of scary, you know. If I was playing a VR game, someone could walk into my room and rob everything I own, and I wouldn't know <laughs> until I took the headset off. But um, as far as an experience experience goes, there's nothing else like it. I know um, one of my the, well, one of my first experiences with the gear though I wore it for like 20, 30 minutes, and I I know personally I got really nauseous, like seasick feeling. I don't know if you guys have had any of those feelings. Yes, before. It, it yeah, it can happen. I think you can kind of build up tolerance to it because the more I've used my headset, the better I've felt about it. It also depends on the game you're playing, but uh, that's definitely a problem that needs to be addressed. I think, and they've come a long way <coughs> since the first Oculus. Um, higher um, refresh rates, um, right? Bigger um, screen area within the headset, I think, has helped with that a little bit. But I think there's more potential, and AR needs to become mainstream before VR can. And there's so much, um, like, look at Snapchat. That's AR. If you think about it, all those filters in yeah. the pictures right. and stuff. And their IPO was two weeks ago, and they it was a lot better than a lot of people thought it was going to be. All right. So um, that's really that looks really good for AR and Pokemon Go. Um, even though it's kind of fizzled out, um, it was a huge thing. So there's a lot of potential for AR games as well, I think. And that there works. Is, that yeah, works with sure. the thing with AR too is you know it can work on any phone anybody has right now. VR you have to buy a headset. That hardware right. barrier is yeah. really going to prevent that until they, they can make that as affordable as the it phone. It needs to be more ubiquitous. Or package it with it ubiquitous, somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It, we're kind of an interesting juncture as far as VR is concerned. Everyone was kind of hyping it up to be the next big thing. It came out, and it did reasonably well, but it hasn't really penetrated the mainstream consciousness yet. Yeah. I think a lot of people look at it and just look at the price tag and go, well, maybe not this year. Right. <clears throat> or any time year until it's down to a viable price. I could see VR fizzling out like motion control, personally. Like look at look at um, Microsoft I, and Sony copied off of the Wii's success with uh, yeah. Connect and uh, the PlayStation Move controller, and I guess you still use do use those in the VR, right? You use the Move controllers, yeah. Yeah. For the PSVR, no, I totally understand that, and I could also, if that happened, it wouldn't surprise me because I could totally see that as a pos uh, as a possibility. Yeah. I personally believe though that it will take some time, but I think VR is here to stay, and I think it's. I don't think it's going to shift gaming. Um, how do I want to say this? So, like, I still think that maybe in 10 years, like, on the PlayStation 6, Xbox 4, or whatever, <laughs> you're still going to be using a traditional controller and a screen, right? But now the VR will be an additional way to play a game, you know? It'll be um, something else that can coexist with traditional game playing means. Yeah, I personally, I don't see it fizzling out, per se, like the motion controls. I feel like it'll be an addition to someone's shelf, you know? They'll have it with, you know, some games might have VR, some games might not. But I also agree with Jordan. I think AR needs to hit it off before VR will take off entirely with the mainstream. Amit, are you seeing these future games having both modes or is this going to depend on the game? It will it will definitely depend on the game. I don't think I don't think it's wise for a game saying to be that yeah, required to have a VR mode and a normal mode. Yeah, that was like, what came to my mind. Yeah, was yeah, the no. headache of developing no, that's, something no, like that's that. No, that's that's a terrible <laughs> idea. But I do think <laughs> VR experiences are uh will still be relevant years from now. And here's why. Because I think VR's application beyond the gaming space 
is what's going to keep it around and what's going to keep it relevant. I mean, uh, think of, like, the advances you can make in, like, deep-sea exploration and observation. You know, you stick a robot down there, have a VR headset on, and kind of control it and look around and kind of observe as if you're actually on the ocean floor, which is a huge, you know, a huge deal. Same thing with space exploration. Obviously, there's going to be a time delay if you're on Mars with a robot, but... It's like 30 minutes right now, I think, isn't it? I think it's eight minutes. We don't know anything about space (laughs) in the space podcast. I I think it's eight minutes from Earth to Mars. I watched The Martian, okay? So, (laughs) I think that, oh yeah, because that's 100% scientifically accurate. You'd be surprised. It's more accurate than... A Jurassic lot of people Park? give credit for it. Yeah, yeah. well, they I do mean, have Jurassic they have Park. consultants for that, which I right. think is awesome. They've been doing Hollywood's been doing a lot to make those more realistic. But anyway, the point is, um, the applications of VR beyond gaming, I think, make it more relevant than other kind of spinoffs like motion controls and you know whatever the connect was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like, and I personally see like the motion control as a connect being, you know, technology we we would use with VR. Like, the motion controls are already used with the, the PSVR. And I can see, like, oh, you know, how interesting would it be to attach VR which with motion or with motion controls like the Kinect. So you would have no controllers, and they'd almost be able to see your movement like that, even. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess to just sort of wrap it up, um, where do you see VR going uh, to each of you, this is posted to each of you. Where do you see VR going, and do you ever see yourself uh, taking the plunge into VR? Jordan, you first. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it has to become a lot more affordable. Yeah. And there has to be a drought of Switch games, because I'm <laughs> on that at the moment. <laughs> right. I, I personally, yeah, it definitely has to be more affordable, or I need to make more money. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the consensus seems to be... A, well, che- a cheaper VR solution will make it more palatable. I have a question for you. You have sure. VR. Is there is there a steady stream of games that keep you using it? Um, it does feel like that. There's kind of a drought of like major games, but mm-hmm. there has been a pretty steady stream of smaller games released. Uh, the last big title I can think of is Resident Evil Biohazard. Okay. I don't have it, but it, I know it's like a full like eight to ten hour. Um, you know triple-A experience, mm-hmm. however you want to take that. Um, that I, you that And you can play the entirety of it in VR, which I think is really cool. Um, but, yeah, the VR games thus far have been kind of bite-sized, but I'm completely okay with that. I don't want to be in there for, like, six hours at a time and, like, come out and question what is real, <laughs> you know? So I'm, I'm satisfied with my VR so far, but I, I feel like I'm definitely kind of... I think the people that have it are satisfied, but the people that don't oh. kind of see it as too much of a money sink for what they're getting. I think the early adapters just try to kind of try to tell themselves that to make that, them feel that, better about that. That's a that's a investment. fair point too. <laughs> no. I, I will say though that I've sh- oh, actually yeah, yeah go I was going to say I do have a question, um, not so much on the player side, but as the developer side for you guys. Do you think you would ever see yourself developing a game for VR? Within I, the future, like the near personally, future. Personally, I w- absolutely would, and I think that's very exciting because I still am kind of entranced by the fact that it's a completely new way to play a game. So I would love to do VR development personally. What about you, Jordan? It has to become – there needs to be a larger user base. I keep 
saying that, I feel like, but I don't know if it's worth the money. I've read horror stories about these startups that have tried to make VR games and they just go bankrupt because they can't, you know, want right. to sell their product too. They just run out of money. I mean, not so much in the selling point, but I would just, I would love to be able to tinker around with something and create an, a different user experience, even if it wasn't on the level of a startup. Yeah, I've done a few things with Google Cardboard, and it was kind of fun, but the novelty kind of wore off for me, personally. All right. I'll have to let you guys try the PSVR at some <laughs> point so you can experience real VR. Okay, on that note, let's move on to our final topic, um, which is achievements. Okay, I know you and I, Jordan, come out come down on opposite ends of this. <laughs> I don't know where you stand, Destiny, but I personally think achievements slash trophies, whatever you want to call them, are great. I think the Nintendo Switch should have them, and um, I know you disagree, so let's... I feel like this podcast, you're just making me the enemy, anti-VR. <laughs> oh, anti no, 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 this is great. No, it's great having different <laughs> opinions, for sure. I'm like the old man of gaming. <laughs> if we all agreed on something, it would just be all, all of us going, yep, yep, exactly, that works. Yeah. I know, personally, on my side, I am for achievements, but I can also see how they could be... Some people wouldn't like like them in their gaming per se yeah like i i personally would feel like if the nintendo switch tomorrow said we have achievements in our online system i would be like woo go nintendo sit or go nintendo switch and i would probably buy it within a month now i know some so you're saying it would influence your decision to buy yeah. a switch okay jordan i see you making Why? that face <laughs> <laughs> i Something about even if the game possibly doesn't give everything that you want from the game, like maybe the experience wasn't that great, it gives you something to do besides the experience of the game. It's another experience outside of gaming. Exactly. I love that you said that because I feel like achievements, like the achievement slash trophy system in general, is just sort of like a cool meta game to accompany any other yeah. game on the system, you know? Also, um, yeah, like, I have family and friends. I'd be like, hey, you know, what what trophy do you have on this game that I don't, you know? And kind of, it could even be a competition between friends and making it even more social and adding a social aspect that might not have been there for that game previously. All right, Jordan. My two biggest things are, one, it shouldn't be required by the developer that limits their creativity to have those things. And two, it, like, tells you how you have to play the game. I don't agree with either of those. So um, the developer can tailor the achievements or whatever to be whatever they want them uh, to what be. What if I have a game that game? doesn't have like an achievable outcome? Like if it's just... I think every game has an achievable outcome. Uh, I mean, I mean, even it can be as simple as, you know, Is there always a win-lose in life? No, I mean, no, it doesn't, achievements don't have to be win-lose. Does there need to be a... Achievements, a lot of achievements are Easter egg-based, right? So, like, yeah. if you uncover some secret or you do some little thing, um, an achievement pops and kind of gives you a little reward for discovering but it. But instead you know? of playing the game, people are going to be constantly looking for these So, but that's, okay, so Easter that's eggs. the other thing. I mean, as far as I know, on, on, pl on PlayStation, you can turn off notifications for achievements. I'm sure you can do the same thing on Xbox. So... If you don't want that thing in your game, you can just pretend it doesn't exist, never look at the trophy achievement list, and just go about your business playing however you want to play, right? I know me So what, where's yeah. the harm? Yeah, I know me personally, like, I will achievement hunt, but I don't achievement hunt until I have finished the game. So, like, 
achievements during the game are more like little surprises and maybe even like sometimes I'll be like oh wow that was an achievement why was that an achievement <laughs> or oh wow that was an achievement you know I found something that maybe not everyone else has this also adds development cost you got to translate all those achievements to how many different languages you have if it's a PC game you wouldn't have to have those achievements so you might not have even thought of them when you were designing the game and it could just change the way it's played I mean, Minecraft playing it on PC versus on Xbox with the achievements, um, I approached it differently both ways. But but my point is, if the achievements weren't popping up, would they impact the way you played? It'd be the exact so same as the PC So you're saying they experience. should just hide it, but still the developers know they're there and they still have to put them in. Okay, so you're talking more from a developer's standpoint, how it might inhibit them. I could argue both, but yeah. Okay, I suppose I could that. see that. I just don't think it's that big of a deal um, to count as a negative, you know, if they spend some extra time and resources creating achievements for their game, you know? You're not paying their bills either. <laughs> Fair enough. I will personally say, though, I have done disgusting things in the name of achievements before. <laughs> like, I've done shameful, shameful things for achievements. Um, and I know you're on the polar opposite end of that, where you... Sometimes you don't even play a game because you don't want it to add to your, um, what is it? Your my backlog your or back, my, yeah, my your record. My whatever. record, my percentage, my completion. You know percentage, you can yes. customize that on PlayStation now, right? You can remove zero percent. <laughs> you can on PS3. Oh well, sorry, I'm still last gen. Yeah. But <laughs> oh my gosh, I just I don't know. Like some experiences, though, I do agree. Like maybe a game, I you know I recently played a game that didn't even seem like it had an outcome. And if there was an achievement like, oh, you beat the game, then I would probably have to search why why didn't, why have I not gotten this achievement? I've played this game, you know. And I can see it in a way sometimes you do lose the surprise of something. For instance, if you skim through the achievements list real quick and you're like, oh, there's an achievement for killing blah, blah, blah then you know that at one point in time you might be killing, you know, main character off or something like that. In my experience, though, that um, on PlayStation at least, they do hidden trophies, right? Like hidden achievements. So, like, for spoiler-sensitive things, they kind of gray them out, right? So you can't look at the requirements for getting that trophy, um, which I think is a smart way of avoiding what you were discussing. Yeah. Um, I'm speaking more on the end of a PC player. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think also. Um, I know this is extreme, but um, I think it could also fuel for some people the addiction is you know you have to collect everything, not just achievements. I understand there's other parts of games that could be addicting, but it so it certainly adds fuel to the fire. Yeah, I could see like an OCD individual that has to like maybe a perfectionist or something that has to complete every single part of a game. Mm -hmm. And you it, know, it like makes a, people think that an way, absurd though. achievement list could definitely you know kind of negatively impact your life. Yeah. It could be on the other end, um, a game that might not have enough achievements to a person. They might not even consider buying it. I've done that many times. I will I will say <laughs> that I'm very guilty of that. I know. Sometimes I look at a game and I'm like, this looks cool. Oh, it doesn't have a platinum trophy? It's not worth my time, <laughs> which is a horrible thing to say. So exactly. I guess in that sense, Jordan, you're, you're right in that achievements have affected how I look at games. It does. And like Grand Theft Auto 5, I've completed the whole story and I've only gotten like 18% of the trophy and I've put so many hours into that, so I feel like I'm underachieving as well. <laughs> I feel demoralized. Demoralized, yeah. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, even even myself, I see something on sale and I go, wow, you know, this this looks interesting. All oh, you have zero achievements. Well, well, you know, maybe maybe I should buy buy you, but at the same time, like, is there anything to the game even? Right. So I think the moral of the story here is to not judge a game by its, <laughs> its achievements. achievements. <laughs> and also, there's no way to make the system equal. So I remember whenever I was in high school, um, and Connect just came out, and um, we would all my friends would compete for the highest gamer score at that time. And I was able to get ahead just because I was able to get a bunch of super easy Connect games right. and boost that. Yeah, I think Xbox, actually, when the Xbox One came out, they started a thing where... You, you you would get achievements for just like opening certain apps and yeah. like doing things like that. That's kind of uh, I don't agree with that. I think achievements should be strictly tied to game accomplishments. Yeah. But um, I do have to hand it to Microsoft. They saw you know dollar signs and they kind of <laughs> went after it. it like we can make money this way. I know a recent PS4 exclusive that came out, uh, near Automata, actually has um, a system where you can use in-game currency to buy trophies, which I think is the first time ever that this sort of thing has happened. I wonder if it's going to set sort of a precedent going forward. So does that mean you can't complete that game's set of trophies or achievements you, without buying? No, no, no. You, you can, but I guess, I mean, I haven't looked too much into it, but I would assume that some of the trophies are kind of tedious, so if you'd rather just purchase it with in-game currency, then you can do that. I don't think it's microtransactions, as in, like, I don't think it's real money. I think it's actually in-game money spent on trophies, which is, you know, it's strange. It's not... It's strange, and it's not harmful, but it has the potential to become something harmful, I, I think, if, say, if people take it to the next level. If you added microtransactions to getting achievements... That would break the whole system, and then I would be done. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even look at a game with an achievement like that, and that would be in, in the other side if I found a game where it's like, oh, you can earn this achievement, just pay... Twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, no. That's See, that sounds like a profitable move to me. It is a profitable for all those move, addicts. you heartless business monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. It is a profitable move for sure, but is it worth breaking the entire system over? You know, well, it's already broken. It's breaking the. No, I don't. I don't agree that it's already broken. It's, I could just get all the Connect games and have a higher gamer score on Xbox than you. Hey, if that's how if you, you want to spend your, your if that's one of how you want to spend your gaming time, then more power <laughs> to you. You know, but. I think I think trophies slash achievements are in a healthy place right now where if you're not obsessive compulsive and if you're not, you know, if if that sort of thing doesn't bother you, then they serve as a nice complement to the game you're playing. And if that sort of thing bothers you, you can turn off all notifications and just it doesn't exist, you know, within I, the context of that experience. I agree it's good to have them, but I still don't think they should be required by anybody that's... On the developer side? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I can also agree with that. I was I think they're great for games, but at the same time if a developer's like, I don't really want to have any achievements in my game, then they shouldn't be required. Right. I, I I think I kind of agree with you on that. It's it is strange that they are are they actually required? Yes. I, I don't think I've ever seen a PlayStation game without trophies. Com the commercial ones are. I'm mm -hmm. not sure. The downloadable ones they, they on PS three they didn't used to be required, but I think on PS four they are. Yeah. That is a strange sort of move. I guess Sony, they must see, like, the inherent profit in having achievements. Yeah, and, and if, if that's power to them, I think you shared a study that um, it's more profitable for them to have the trophies or achievements in there or something. It made people buy it more or something, and that's 
you know, if that's one thing you do for marketing and to increase your sales, then, you know, you do that. That's a design decision, though, that the developer would make. Yeah. Yeah. It is sort of, I, I do see where you're coming from, though, where it is like, if you have to do this, that's just sort of a thing in the back of your head. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I should have complete That's like telling me like, there has to be a yeah. winning condition in my game, and yeah. it might be an artistic piece that I don't have. I mean, a, even, well, I mean, <laughs> artistic pieces. <laughs> an avant-garde piece. <laughs> Even artistic pieces sometimes have an achievement, and it might not even be an achievement of beating the game. It might be a sense of completion, or possibly even you've made sense of it, or you haven't made sense of it. If you take, I'm trying to think of a good example. I think of that. they even have quality control with the trophies now too. Like I, 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 I would love to just have I don't my think game they do. have like a no, like oh yeah, because there's never been a company that just gave a platinum for starting the game. Like, if I hated trophies have that bad, of, I would want to do that. Have you heard of is My there, Name is Mayo? Does it really do that? Okay, so My Name is Mayo is a 99-cent game. I love Mayo. The, <laughs> like, I know exactly what but game you're talking about. But does it have a platinum? About. Do you know the game? Okay, yeah. I know the It game has is. a platinum. Um, where you just tap a jar of mayo for about, like, 20 to 30 <laughs> minutes. Like, nothing else. That is the entire game, and you get a platinum out of it. I will shamefully say that I have purchased said game and platinum <laughs> The game though is hilarious. Well, if for two ninety nine, you'd be crazy not to. It's uh, ninety nine cents. Yeah. Oh, ninety nine cents. Yeah, you'd be crazy not to. So yeah, the developer made a quick buck. It was obviously a really easy game to make, but I do and feel I'm sure I, the trophies I, helped I, with sales for that. Yeah, ex no, that was the entire point of the game. <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't have trophies, who would buy this game where you just have mayo for no reason? So but we're no, reduced to making these trophy easy trophy games. Yeah, but that's the other side of the spectrum. I hope we don't get more developers doing that. I don't feel proud of that platinum, obviously. I just saw that and I was just like, well, I got nothing else to do for the next half an hour and I want to boost my score. But I definitely don't want to see that being a trend going forward. That game, though, if you actually played it, there it's there's a not weird just, story. Behind yeah, there's it. A, there's a huge there's story behind. There are actually several storylines that I just completely <laughs> ignored because this is a game about tapping a jar of mayo. I mean, you but, can go into the deep depths of mayo for that. But yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, I see. minimum effort was expended on this. <laughs> you know, there was some effort was expended, but it just, yeah, it's the way it controls you. Like I might have a hundred game backlog, but I think my completion percentage is higher than you. Oh, I be I believe it. Yeah. yeah, but that's I mean that's more important to you than having more trophies, which is more important to me. So it's to shouldn't each, even be to important to me own, at all. That's why know? I'm I'm happy. Just Nintendo just never introducing this option would be better because then people are just going to play their games for the fun of it. That's, you know, that's a, a kind of... I'm surprised they did not do it because I was sure they would do it. <laughs> I was they have no online. Well. They have, you know... I mean, I, I mean, that's extreme. I mean, they, they don't have as much effort into their online as everybody else. So I mean, I really, but it seems like they're putting that uh, effort into the it's online still, infrastructure. I think it's bad. In like, 2017, it's still rumors well, yeah, that they're going exactly, to tie yeah. games to accounts. Right, that's, that's terrible. But the fact of the matter that later this year we're getting, you know, dedicated online and... Uh, subscription for service that lets you rent a game a month, which is absurd. That can be another topic some well, other time. Play, game running is great. I think PlayStation's making a lot of money off. Oh no, no, but like renting. PlayStation gives you games. I was about to say Xbox <laughs> right. does too. Yeah, and so does Xbox. I mean, Nintendo's like, here's a game that you can play for a few weeks, and then we want that back. Thanks. You know, it's just like, what are you doing? And plus, it's but, from their huge back catalog. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. But another topic. Another topic. Well, yeah, I think that's a kind of good place to wrap it up. We didn't change any minds here, but I think we had a good, you know, we had a we discussion. open discussion about achievements. Um, 
yeah, so this has been episode two of Game Talk. We haven't actually recorded episode one yet, sort of behind-the-scenes look. But um, my name is Amit. Um, Jordan, where can people find you on social media and that sort of thing? Uh, at Jordan Hallow on Twitter. I don't have a fancy Twitter handle, but it's at Lyady. And I abstain from social media because I'm very asocial. <laughs> um, and on that note, we'll see you next week. Bye.